Hello and welcome to SEO SES. Your hosts are the lovely Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at Like Mind Media, and me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Gymshark. Whoa! Is that really how you're going to drop that bombshell to our listeners? I just thought I'd get it out there. <laughs> get it, like rip that plaster off and tell people. I have a new job. Woo! Well done. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah so yes so note to anyway so anyway we, we call ourselves seo sas because we like to think of ourselves as your special answering service when it comes to anything seo so we all talk about everything from technical to content related issues and everything in between really and between us we'll either debate it or discuss it and usually try and get you some answers to lots of different things about seo nicely done thank you this show is brought to you by the team at Like Mind Media. Like Mind Media help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content, or even podcasts, just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like Ah, Thanks, Hannah. How are you? Well, hang on, shut the front door. Right, so let's talk about Gymshark. So what do you you want to know? How's it going? Really good, really, really good. Um, Absolutely love it so far. It's, yeah, it's kind of what you'd imagine, but better. (laughs) I like that, I like that. And let's hope um, some people from Gymshark are listening because, yeah, they would like that too. Um, (laughs) I I feel like I've not physically seen you in a while. Yeah, it's because we did the last one what's it called remotely thank you that's the word it is what is it caused eight at night and i yeah hang on <laughs> had a role reversal there hannah i helped you with the word i mean well yeah this is it yeah arm bell shouldn't we really but we are rectifying that because next well a week on saturday we are having breakfast and i've said that we're not allowed to mention the podcast haven't i i've put that out there that we're going to have some Hannah and Sarah time catching up and yes no talking about getting it. their roles back <laughs> <laughs> so yes but um yeah but no I'm I'm fine I'm fine we had our big marketing event that like my media do so yep. it was very how good, was that very good fun very inspiring speakers so obviously we had Philly Weezer who is an ex google engineer and yes he just had lots of good insight we had felicia jones who is usa's version of is it martin lewis the money guy all right yeah yeah we had a really interesting lady who studies language and about what language you should be using and stuff like that which was very interesting we had robin kennedy who did some like so they do mind reading as an act but then they also talk, yeah, it was just really good. We had loads of different, and Teresa Youth Waring, she is marketing bod who also has a podcast as well. She, yeah, so it was just very insightful, had lots of... Oh, I think I've listened to that, haven't I? You think you recommended yeah. that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, it was really, it was really, really good. A really nice day. And yeah, it's, I'm just a bit tired now because I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> the grand old age of... Well, I think this is where people are going to end up hating me now because I'm going to be turning 30, not next year, but the year after. <laughs> oh my God, you can't, you can't say that. You can't be like, okay, well, in two years' time, I'll be this age. I'm all, well, just trying to baffle everyone to ask how, how old you are. Yeah, I like to keep it mystery. Keep it mystery. Keep it guessing. 
keep it yeah, mystery. keep it mystery that sounds like something you'd say I'll go with that <laughs> talking of mystery would you like to know what we're talking about today always cool okay so I thought we would talk about whether we can trust Google and what choice we have oh I like that I like awesome. that so privacy is a really big issue at the minute. You've got things like GDPR, which obviously is not new news, but it's still at the forefront of people's minds, or it should be. Oh, yeah. And anyone who's seen The Great Hack, have you seen it on Netflix? Oh, my days. Yes. Isn't that scary? I yeah, mean, it's, it's a super scary film. It's insightful. And if you guys who are listening haven't, I would recommend doing it because it just opens your eyes and sort of makes you more aware of what data there is on you out there and it's just it's crazy what what's being done um but yeah it's how it's used isn't it it's almost like it's okay to have my data but it's how it's being used that's a scary thing and you don't even realize it or well I didn't realize it until I'd seen that and my so I recommended to my family to watch it as well and my sister she messaged me saying oh my god Sarah that was scary and so she's decided to come off all her social media platforms just because wow after that so but I mean it's not surprising really yeah no it's not so I mean if anybody followed news about it at the time and didn't actually see it it's talking about companies like Cambridge Analytica and Facebook who have used personal data for for unethical reasons and it isn't fake news it's literally they're in court talking about how they've done it um but it's how they've used things like fake news for political gains or um just commercial and financial gain really yeah so they're not using it um responsibly are they really no absolutely not and with voice search devices like google and alexa even if we aren't searching on our computers or mobiles we're being listened to analyzed and apparently even recorded Oh, I mean, as much as that is scary to hear, I mean, it's not that shocking, is it? Yeah. It's hard to make it sound shocking, but yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it is shocking. <laughs> but like, I think because I've seen The Great Hack, like what companies and certain people, people who have the money and can do, I, I'm not surprised that people are being recorded. And yeah, it's just, and it all comes down to, so one thing that, I'm going to pay more attention to but you know when you sign up to certain things and you're asked to agree to terms and conditions yeah we hardly ever read them do we we hardly no. know what those terms and conditions are so god knows what people like facebook or like other places like that have got us like agreeing to because we don't want to read the reams of pages do we so yeah exactly but I suppose what a good discussion here is, how do we feel about being targeted by machine learning or companies that pay to get your data? See, when you say it like that, I think it sounds really bad. But again, before I'd seen The Great Hack, I used to be like, I don't really care if people target me. In fact, I welcome it because I want to see things that are super relevant to me. I want to be shown the things that I either want to buy or want to read. So I was like, target me as much as you like. I love being marketed to, I'm totally open to it. But actually, I wasn't aware of how it was being used negatively. So yeah, I think one of the examples in the film is how they used, literally created fake videos um, and put it out there as actual news. So you know when literally anybody can upload a video to Facebook? Hmm. And it was showing things like oh, I can't really remember to be honest to it. It was it was hatred for certain groups of people against other groups, and it just it just showed you that what was going on was wrong and corrupt. But actually, it was fake. 
Well, and it just goes to, it shows you how it makes such a difference to things like elections and things like that. Yeah, because what they do, which is really scary, is they sort of, they build this um, online profile of you. And uh, especially with Facebook, they, they know they know what you like and you dislike and what you're interested in. And because they have all this information on you, they can be really targeted. And say if um, someone needs to, like a politician or something, needs to get more people to vote for them, they can just make sure that they, like in their campaigns or stuff, part of their campaigns is using stuff like Facebook ads to target certain people and um sort of try and resonate with them and it's just so scary because the thing is especially with like instagram or twitter or facebook you're just scrolling and there's so many times where i like watch a video or read something and i just ingest it and then i carry on so i think what the scary thing is there is that sometimes you're not even aware of what's actually happening or what's actually happening to you and i don't think i mean this is getting a bit debatey um but i don't think there's a fair election anymore because like yeah we're just being sort of I don't know, toyed with and manipulated to feel yeah. certain things about certain, yeah, that feel a certain way about certain things. And that's a very part of it. Yeah, well, it, it, the thing is, it, it does work, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 it does work. And it's just, yeah, and I think it's the unethicalness of it. So I'm with you. Like, I'm all for getting... Yeah targeted ads for like products and things that don't really matter but when it's like big stuff like oh, I don't know like in politics and, and stuff like that but stuff that's actually going to impact my life then mm. yeah I think that's where that that's where it's scary and even so the guy um on the great hack he didn't even so basically he went to Cambridge Analytica and asked for all of his data didn't he because yeah that is something you can do and he never got it in the end but the thing is they have the money to pay the fines so yeah and I, I don't think Cambridge Analytica are anymore but it was the fact that yeah he never got his data anymore something so personal that's hit. yeah still doesn't know yeah doesn't own it, does yeah. He? so linking that back to Google then so a lot of people in the past have been scared to well not scared maybe maybe a bit wary of using search engines for certain things because they think if I search for how to make a bomb then people are going to think I'm a terrorist and yeah they probably will and we shouldn't be searching for that so do you know what I mean though so people won't search for some things because they think oh the FBI man <laughs> is going to be on my case listening to that or looking at that so they're a bit wary about what they put into Google. And should they be? Because what is Google doing with that information? Yes. And I'm, so is, is your question there that people should be more wary about what, the, what they're typing into Google? See, I don't know. Because, and this is what we'll go into, because there are other companies that are saying that Google potentially aren't being as upfront and considerate about what what they do and the information that they collect and use and potentially sell, I don't know, as they could be. So just looking at looking at the different companies that are out there, I mean, would it surprise you to hear that Google's got 88.61% global share of the desktop market? I mean, yes. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> well, I know that like Google is always the go-to and Google is, yeah, always the one that everyone talks about. But yeah. 
88% compared to, because who else have we got? There's like... So Bing's got 4.98%. Yahoo <sighs> has 2.72. Baidu has 0.74. So that's obviously China. And Yandex in Russia has 0.82. See, when you compare the stats like that, it's just, yeah, like... Yeah, so it's because they've got such such a huge market share that they can kind of it feels like they can do what they want and in terms of seo we i mean we've had this conversation loads of times where and and ran fiskin spoke about it at at brighton seo but it's almost like google can basically crap all over seos because we haven't got a choice we need google we know people are using google to search so if they want to take our article and put it in a rich snippet so that no one clicks through or they do click through whatever then they can do and from an SEO point of view, do we trust Google? I don't know. No, um, no. Then I, I, no I, I don't think you can trust Google as far as you can throw them. I think that's the saying, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, so basically, so Google's mission has always been to get people answers as quickly as they can. And they're only going to get more and more sophisticated. So if they can provide the answer right there and then on like the search engine, on their platform, on, on what they own, they're going to do it. And I think the only thing that SEOers can do is get more savvy, can't they? I mean, at the moment, they're talking about so with featured snippets. Um, they can only show... I think it's up to eight bullet points. So the thing there is to make sure that you've got more than eight, so then you're enticing people to click. But mm-hmm. but yeah, but there's always, SEOs have got a hard job because Google's going to just make it harder and harder because they want to make it easier and easier to answer the user's question. Those, another sort of things to consider is what kind of things Google can actually see. So yeah, we mean from a personal point of view. Yeah. So obviously, so going back, so the the topic of this ep- uh, episode is all about can we trust Google? So from a personal level, what is it that Google? So when you're using their engine, when you're like I don't know, you're late at night and you can't sleep, so you're scrolling through or like I don't know, googling can dog see red? <laughs> what is it? That, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's what I search for, or, or even the secrets and things like that that you search yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or anything, any time of the day. What what personal information are Google getting from you? And it's stuff like your location and IP address, the device that you're using. So are you on mobile, tablet, laptop, your age and gender, other websites that you visit? Because, yeah, because you must have seen it. So on SERPs, they, they'll say... If you vis- if you frequent our website in the in the SERPs, they'll be like you visited this website yeah. three days ago, sort of thing. Uh, you even well, it YouTube- does it for location as well, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and even like YouTube videos you watch. So there's quite a lot that Google sees of you personally, and lots of profiling you can do on the back of that. Which yeah. again, what does it do with that data? It's just yeah, and so. The thing, the thing here is, um, because Google have such a massive monopoly, do we really have a choice with what search engine we use and who we share our secrets with? So another thing to bear in mind is we turn to Google at times where we don't turn to like our friends and family. Yeah. Especially about personal stuff, because if you've got something personally wrong with you, you might not want to tell your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You might have a mother that's like worried all the time. You don't want to give her something else to worry about. So, um, so does Google having that information like make us that worried? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, well, to be honest, it didn't until one, I watched a great hack, and two, so there was a a recent um, article about DuckDuckGo and they tweeted a link to a video on Vimeo uh, talking about how Google and Facebook track you and it gives a load of reasons for ditching them. Right. So I don't know if you saw it, but the tweet, the tweet said, most people now know companies like Google and Facebook collect and sell your data. Yet some, some people still think, so what? I have nothing to hide. Yeah. Here's five compelling reasons to tell them why your privacy is worth more than you think. And then I watched the video and it is quite, it, it, it's not comical, it's, um, it's good. So it's sort of like a, it starts off in like a Dracula layer kind of thing with lightning. So it obviously sets the scene to be really, really negative to start off with. But it goes over some of the things um, that it's saying is really, really bad about what Google is doing. So, and, and Facebook, obviously. Uh, just to give you a couple of examples, one was uh, hyper-targeted ads. So like you were saying earlier, you can use all this demographic information or and personal information for targeting, but it says it uses manipulative psychological triggers. So if, say for example, like a close family member's just died or you've got divorced or something like that, it can play on that kind of thing. Mm. To, to show you what will hit you hard at that time so that you'll start thinking differently about something. And similarly, the next, another one on there was propaganda and discrimination. And it says it uses that to influence political opinions, particularly harmful, misleading messages that encourage stereotypes. So yeah. again, it could be like a group of like kids or something like that kicking an old woman on the street. Do you know what I mean? Which right. again could be, going back to the great hack again. Yeah. Like, it, it just makes you think, what little bastards, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it could also be fake. So it's, it's, it's that trust again. Like, is what we see on Facebook real? Is what we see on YouTube real? Yeah, I mean, did you see the video? What did you- well, I, so basically, Google spokesperson, Danny Sullivan, obviously had to respond to this, didn't he? About, like... The stuff Google has on you and um, about your data and what he did was in his response over Twitter he shared a Google blog with instructions on how to use auto delete controls for your location history and activity data you can choose yeah 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 you can choose for your data to be saved for a certain period like three months or you can pause the storage of your data so I suppose in a way is, is that Google like giving you back control? Yeah. Well, see, I think, don't get me wrong, I think it's really good that you've got the option to do that, but it's almost like opt out. Mm. So yes. we're going to bombard you with emails unless you opt out, and most people aren't going to bother opting out. So, but why do they want that information? And it can't just be because they want to show us the right SERP at the right time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, if 500 people are searching for red cars, and there's only two people searching for maroon cars, always put the red cars to the top, Google. What more do you need? Do you know what I mean? I know that's really simplifying it, but what does it need? why does it need to know everything else? Why does it need to know how old I am? Why does it need to know where I work? Yeah, because... That's... Why does it need to know if I've searched for how to get rid of toothache or yeah. I've how to cut my own hair? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you question, question yeah, so it's... what data, like what Google has to gain exactly so I don't think that's problem solved to be honest I think Google's got a long way to go 
to help with trust. I don't know if you saw a while ago about the thing in China as well. So I'm sure you did where loads of, I think employees were starting to walk out and they wrote an open letter to Google yes. saying that they didn't want, yeah, they didn't want Google to go into China because it restricts free information. It restricts the things that they can see from, again, from a political standpoint and things like that. So, and Google was happy to do that until it became public. So yeah. I don't know. I think, I think if people were more aware of all the search engines, chances are they would grow. So it's almost yeah. like, do you know how, and you'll, you'll get this, the difference. So if somebody says to, to you, or oh, how the hell are you vegetarian or vegan or whatever? Like, what do you eat? Grass? or salad or vegetables is that all you eat and it's not so there's so many other options out there and there's so much choice and there's things that even taste better but people won't know that until they try it or they're aware of it so if they're ignorant to other search engines chances are they'll just always use google yeah 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 exactly especially because because google is well known isn't it but and it is the best probably it's got the data it's it's really good (laughs) from a user experience point of view it, it probably does show you the most relevant searches for you and like with its feature snippets and its video carousels and it's like bits and like little like quirky things. So um, so basically with friends, so um, I think we shared this, cursed my other half, found this out and shared it with you and Dom, didn't she? About yep. when you search for certain friends characters like Monica... Uh, Rachel comes up with their little profile and you've got like this little icon that you click and something happens on your screen so for example with Ross there's that iconic scene of him like trying to get that sofa up the stairs and it's pivot pivot. so his little thing is the screen pivots or when the Avengers movie came out you clicked that that hand thing I don't really know Avengers that well but like when you click that Avengers that that hand thing stuff started to move so like google's making it harder and harder for you to use other engines but there are engines so for example you've got bing now bing's uh, powered by microsoft and it's often the default on windows products and sometimes firefox Um, yeah it's um so which one it it is is it firefox it's internet explorer that was it Okay. Because so, Internet Explorer is Microsoft. And so you'll often find that people who have either an older computer and therefore don't use Chrome or people who are, and this is very stereotypical, but people who are potentially a little bit older in terms of their age and haven't got a clue about Chrome, not bothered about Chrome, will use Internet Explorer. So, I mean, there's been places that I've seen before where you get a really decent quality of searcher on bing because they're looking on a desktop because it's an old one or because they're a bit older and they prefer desktop to mobile and that can sometimes make them more inclined to stay on for longer because it's easy to see and uh, more inclined to buy and things like that so i think bing is underestimated um but mainly because of internet explorer Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's a good point actually. But that so after Bing, you've got Yahoo. So Yahoo uses Bing and Google. You've yeah, got, so it combines the data, doesn't it, for that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got Baidu or Baidu. Yeah, Baidu. <laughs> so 
Uh, we've we've already referenced this earlier, but obviously that's what China uses. Then you've got DuckDuckGo. So my boss uses DuckDuckGo. And the thing with DuckDuckGo is um doesn't track users and, well, it says that it keeps ads to a minimum. So there is an article called, Why Should I Use DuckDuckGo Instead of Google? on spreadprivacy.com and if I remember I'll put a link to it in the show show notes but it's all about that's subtle <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah and that's all about searching without fear of like being watched because yeah and then uh, another one is Ecosia now I think that's how are we pronouncing that as Ecosia yeah I think so yeah so this is really cool because profit that is made from searches is used to plant trees. And in their words, this is where they are needed most. So nice. feel like you're doing some good. Two people in my office actually use this search engine. So like, I mean, Google's not always the answer. And I'm sure with their like earlier with their market share that they've got, I, I think they can afford to... Um, say goodbye to one or two people can't they really and maybe we should be giving other search engines it may be even easier to I don't know to do SEO on Bing or Yahoo or oh yeah yeah well Bing are really really open about how, what they use as ranking factors as well so they will say that yeah you can use a meta keyword in there and we'll we'll put that into consideration and yeah. yes of course social signals count do you know what I mean so Bing's great yeah <laughs> So I'm guessing then, like, so obviously the one up that Bing can have on Google is that transparency. And because the one bugbear with Google is that it seems so close. And I know that John Mueller does such an awesome job at being the spokesperson. And you've got other people like Gary Ilias, Ilias, Ilias. Ilias, yep. Yes, thank you. You're a bit late there uh, jumping in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you have spokespersons. But yeah, I just, I just think as human beings, we just need to be more aware of what we are doing. Yeah, I completely agree. If, you've, if there's a reason not to trust somebody, there's usually, it's usually a good reason. Yeah. And also... Don't, so I remember there was a there was a recent app that was like trending where you like upload a profile picture. I think it was through Facebook, um, and it made you look old, young, into a boy, into a yes, boy, right? yeah. What are they doing? Like, so when you're signing up to this, I'm guessing you're not reading your terms and conditions. You don't know who the developer is or who who's behind that. You don't know what they're doing with pictures of you for, for all you know a fake id is being made of yourself and instead of sarah mcdowell it's sarah medul somewhere else sort of thing <laughs> do you know what i saw something really scary the other day it was um i think it was advertised on instagram as well god knows why they're targeting me with it and yeah. it had it said use your face and your partner's face to show you what your baby will look like oh yes i've seen yeah seeing them like, why I just think like I think I think what these companies are really good at doing is making something seem really fun to do like oh I'm gonna do that and we just think oh it's only out a bit of data that we're given but your data is quite important people and yeah if you don't believe this and you haven't seen the great hack go and watch it because it's a right eye-opener yeah and don't just do what everybody else is doing be the person that uses Ecosia maybe yeah, say, say the tree or three. 
<laughs> I like that. Save a tree or three. Cool. Okay. Well, I feel like we've sort of had like a really nice chat about that. And hopefully yeah. it's given people a little bit of food for thought. Are you ready for a feature? I am always ready for a feature. It depends though. Have we got a forfeit this week or not? Nice. I think because DuckDuckGo has given us a lot of information for this episode, I think we should have to do an impression of a duck, but not just a normal duck. Do you know when they laugh? Do you know when they sort of do their little, yeah, their, their sort of, do you know what I mean by the laugh? I do know what they mean, but I, it sounds I like they're having a great laugh. Yes, I don't know if they're actually laughing. Let's, I mean, in a nice world, let's think that they are laughing. Yeah, I like to think they are. Yeah, they always seem to laugh at Millie. Millie, our dog, quite likes ducks. And so we're responsible dog owners. So whenever there's a duck ahead like, and she's off the lead, we'll make sure that she's on the lead because we don't want her to eat any ducks because, you know, we're vegetarians and all that. <laughs> yeah, but when the ducks get to safety and Millie's on a lead walking past, they seem like they're laughing at Millie like, you didn't get us this time. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, what I'm going to quiz you on, uh, so... As we've been talking about Google and it's all about trust and all that kind of stuff. True or false about Google? Oh, hang on. Yeah. This is going to be a shocker. Is this going to, like, with some of these true or false, are people going to want to come off Google as soon as they can? <laughs> no, no, it's literally. So I found this information from 63 fascinating Google statistics on seotribunal.com. And it was a 2018 article that says it was updated in 2019. So it's it's quite fluffy, friendly stuff. Hit me. Okay. (laughs) Number one, Google lets employees bring any pets they like into work with them. Hang on. Hang on now. Any? You can't Google this, by the way. I'm not. Come on, Hannah. (laughs) This is what, come on. The whole podcast is about. You can't can't eco-do it either. (laughs) <laughs> get me on technicalities there <laughs> you said any pet so if I had like I don't know a pet a llama yeah literally anything yeah I can't know they can't say that like if it was like like dogs or cats or if it was like a list of animals that were allowed but people- what's wrong with a lizard what you got against lizards? That's not that I've got anything against lizards, and I don't <laughs> really against me. I'm just so as an employer, it's not very responsible, is it? Like what? <laughs> so you, anyway, I'm saying no. you're saying false, yeah? False. Okay. Number two, Google means a million millions in Greek. Yes, because yeah. Yeah, because it's something to do with like the O's in like the actual term or something. I think that is true because it's, yes, yes. I'm just going to stop blabbing and say, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Number three, Google's new employees are known as Nooglers. Sorry. Repeat that one. Google's new employees. So new employees at Google are known as Nooglers. Why not? It sounds like something they do. What would that make you at Gymshark? Uh, a baby shark. Do 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 baby. <laughs> um, every Google employee. Forgetting that song in their head. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> every Google employee gets given a set of bottles when they start. One for water, 
one for parties and a hot water bottle for if they're cold in the office. Ah, I feel that that's what, like, you know when you're looking for a job and yeah. put together a list of requirements, I have a feeling that that's one of your requirements on there. <laughs> that would be perfect. Right. Yeah, so as much as I'd like to say that's true, and yeah, it does sound awesome, I don't think that's a reality. Number five, 30.9% of Google employees are female. 39% employees. No, 30.9, so just basically 31%. 31%. I mean, should that be, that should be higher really, come on. It really should. I mean, Google's been around for a while. It's quite a big company. I mean, I love how seriously you're taking this. All the thought process going into it. I'm a woman, and like, there should be more. And I really want to say it's not true because I hope there's more than thirty-one percent. Because yeah, um, because it's Google. But I just think because they've been around for a while, and you can't just fire someone for being a man, can you? So <laughs> that's positive. So what you're saying? You're saying true or false? False. False. Yeah, false. No, okay, true. Cool. True, no, true. It's true. Only 31%. <laughs> you tried to do some weird shit there, Hannah. Some uh, I did not. I'm just trying to make, get you make a decision. Sorry, false. True. That's okay. Oh my God. It's true. It's true. <laughs> okay, number six. Are you ready? Yes. There's only nine of these, by the way. The average annual salary for a Google employee is $197,274 or over £160,000 for the UK. Hang on. So the average person at Google is getting 160 yep. 60 or 60? 160. 160. A year. Thousand. Yeah. That's false. That's a lot of money. Uh, there's a lot of money. Number seven. 15% of all searches have never been searched before on Google. I don't get the question. <laughs> so say, for example, I just searched for um, how to tie my rabbit up with a t- Timbuktu. Like right. that would probably be a new search on Google. Right. So 15% of all searches on Google on you. Yes, because we're, we're humans. We're inquisitive. Of course, we're coming up with new shit to search all the time. <laughs> That'd be a really good quote for you. You should have that on a t-shirt. Of course, you're coming up with new shit to search all the time. Number eight, the very first Google search made by a member of the public was made by a now 67-year-old woman called Anthea Rice from her place of work in Massachusetts. She was the first person. First member of public. Member of public. Go on. Go on, Rice. Yes, let's give it to you. (laughs) Go on, Rice. I'm just, I'm just saying that's quite detailed. So it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I'm going to go with that's true. Cool. Number nine, Google's ad revenue from 2017, obviously quite a while ago, but the one, I, the figure I could find, amounted to around 95 billion dollars. Can you repeat that, please? So Google's ad revenue from 2017 amounted to around 95 billion dollars. So how much they're spending? How much they get? Sorry, uh, that was such a stupid thing to say. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm tired. I've had a busy few days at marketing. <laughs> uh, um, it's all right, we don't do PVC. It's okay. <laughs> what is it? 30? 95 billion. 95 billion. They make that in mm, year. Dollars, yeah. No, that was just from 2017, yeah. In a year? Yeah. 
Yes. How many, hang on, how many times have I said yes and how many times have I said no? That's irrelevant. I'm going to go with yes. Okay, cool. So I'm going to run through them. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, right. Out of? Nine. Hey, you're doing the duck impression. So I am. what was right and what was wrong? So number one, Google lets employees bring any pet they like into work with them was in fact false, which you got correct. Mm-hmm. Google means a million millions in Greek. That was a naughty one by me because it, it is something to do with the zeros, but it wasn't Greek. You got me there. Yeah, that was really naughty. Or it might, I don't think it does. Let me just Google that really quickly. Oh, itself is a creative spelling of Google, a number equal to 10, 10 to the 100th power, or more colloquially, an unfathomable number. Yes, see, yeah. that's, yeah, that's what It I was naughty. But, you but I'm not. I'm not sorry. You threw the Greek ball in, didn't you? I did. I'd just like to add these little details. And then Google's new employees are known as Nooglers. That is true. They have Noogler hats, where so the people know that they're new, which is really cool. Every employee gets given a set of bottles when they start. One for water, one for parties, and a hot water bottle for if they're cold. You obviously know me too well because I did make that one up. Hey. <laughs> And then 30.9% of Google employees are female is sadly true. Um, and the average annual salary for a Google employee, uh, and I, don't, I think this was either from 2018 or 19, is $197274 or over 160K in the UK. So you said that was false and it's sadly true, or not sadly true, good for them, I think. And then 15% of all searches have never been searched before on Google. You got that right. It was in fact correct. The very first Google search made by a member of the public was made by a now 67-year-old woman called Anthea Rice from her place of work in Massachusetts was made up. So you got that one wrong. You made that up. Yeah. Good for now, Hannah. Dom, don't... I'm quite proud of myself on that one. Dom, never believe whatever Hannah says. Don't said. what? Don't believe whatever you say. <laughs> You're quite sneaky. I know. I thought that was a good one. I'm quite pleased you got that one. You chose, yeah. And then um, Google's ad revenue from 2017 amounted to around 95 billion was in fact correct. That was a good one. I like that. (laughs) Did you get that? (laughs) Yes. I mean, it sounded like a duck was right with me. So, yeah. (laughs) You sound very excited about that too. What? Do I not? Was that sarcastic? No, you were like, yeah, it was very sarcastic. (laughs) You were literally like, it sounded like there was a duck right with me. It did. It really did. I feel like you don't appreciate my animal impressions. Oh, come on, Hannah. We all know that's false. Of course. (laughs) I don't know the ones that you make me do, but you know. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Um... That's it then, isn't it? Should we talk about how people can contact us and all that good stuff? The good stuff. Right. So recently we have set up an email address, which is hello at seosaspodcast.com. So we have set that up because we want you to talk to us. So obviously uh, we want to know what you think to our podcast, any ideas, questions that you want us to answer, if you want to come on and what is really exciting is someone that sent us a very lovely email. So, Our first email. Yes. Did I, did I forget to tell you? I don't think I've seen it. No, is this, is, it must be very recent because I haven't seen it. 
Yes. Well, when I when it came into the inbox, I went running into wherever Kirst was, like a bit frantic, and she thought something was up. And I was like, I got an email. We got an email. But anyway, so. <laughs> But um, I found your podcast on Spotify after doing a half-hearted search for SEO. I was looking for some educational content and as I was cooking my dinner last night and I was so pleased when I found that SEO SAS is not only educational and interesting, but you're both an absolute delight to listen along to, making the conversation humorous and light-hearted. I mean, that sounds like it. That's really nice. That's what we're aiming for. Yeah, she then she went in saying that she's new to the SEO world. She's a fan of podcasts and she likes how our podcast, marketing podcast, has that podcasty feel. And bless her, she she did a bit like of binging. So when she found us, it only took her a couple of days to like get through like episodes. So wow, thank you, Avi. So super fan, super fan. And let us know if it is Avi. Avi, or however, if I'm pronouncing it right, but thank you. So here's your shout out because we promised. And she also she did email us a good analogy. So oh, we love an analogy. Yeah, she even said that. She says we all know that Hannah loves an analogy. <laughs> so yeah, so she came up with a good one. So what we're thinking is um, doing a episode that's just full of different analogies to like get people's brains in gear so awesome so if you want your analogy to be read out on the podcast email us it can be anything can't it it can be like literally an analogy about canonicals if you want to cankles (laughs) oh cankles yeah we'll talk about those two uh, but yeah, so you can email us, you can tweet us, SEO underscore SAS. I'm on Twitter, so I'm at Dirk. We're both on LinkedIn. You know our names by now. Please, please do, because obviously um, if we get, we've got some reviews. And thank you for the people who've given us reviews. Um, but reviews. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> reviews do help our podcast get underneath other people's noses. So if you think we should get underneath other people's noses on your platform, pla- on your podcast playing platform, please give us a review because that would be much uh, appreciated. It really would. Thank you. So, yes. Um, Shall we say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye.